Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I swear to you, the view, the uh, the people at MSNBC, the people at Disney. Everybody going after Ron DeSantis, you people are going to bring him back from the dead. This is going to boomerang. You think you're destroying him? Well, why should I think something would work differently for one uh, than the other? You can argue, well, look, things work for President Trump in a way they never worked for anybody else ever. But you're going to sit here and tell me that... Ron DeSantis wants to eliminate black people from existence? That he's lying about educational standards in Florida? He wants to erase black history? How many more times does he have to be proven correct and the things said about him proven untrue before people start saying, wow, you think they're scared of Trump? They must be terrified of this dude. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Uh, Feel free. This, this is an actual conversation on The View today. Of black people because we built this joint for free. That's what this is about. Wow. So we're now right out into the racist that he's not really an American. His people. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, I will let Whoopi Goldberg explain her bigotry because that's exactly what it is. That is a despicable, bigoted comment. We've been here. Can you say the same? My God. And she's the one who wants to welcome people into the country. Sure she is. I don't think and, he can. And by the, no, I don't think no, he can. By the way, he's, Absolutely. not that this is what matters, he's undercut his best argument was electability against Trump. I'm the more electable candidate. In the past few weeks alone, in addition to this fiasco around AP Black History, he's also had to let a staffer go for sharing a outright Nazi meme. He's put out that insane anti-LGBTQ Pride Month video that he never, I don't believe, denounced. Um, and every day there's just a new report of like chaos within his campaign. If you fire somebody for doing the wrong thing, that's the right thing. That's not something that you hit as a negative, Alyssa Farrah Griffin. But uh, since you've come to the view, you've given up all sense of rationality. Oh, absolutely. The campaign did not kick off well. I didn't panic about it. You want to retool, you retool. But the campaign did not kick off well. 
but the insanity around uh, uh, AP uh, Black History, that's because people like you won't stand up to people like Whoopi Goldberg and say you're wrong. If you weren't such a coward, Alyssa, if you would stand up to MSNBC and CNN, if you would walk on CNN and say, all of you saying that uh, Ron DeSantis is anti-black or wants to erase black history, you know you're full of crap, right? You know that you're a bunch of line worthless frauds. And look at the camera. You hate that audience. You hate those people. And you will shove their heads full of anything you possibly can in order to make sure DeSantis has no shot. How much are you afraid of this dude? Has DeSantis had a, a, a uh, floundering, ridiculous start to a campaign? Yes. Without question. It's, it's bothersome, actually. But you just heard Whoopi Goldberg be a bigot. And you got nothing to say, Alyssa? Many of us have been here for generations. Can you say the same? I don't think he can. That is tell that is basically saying you ain't from around here, are you? But what do you expect from people who are bigots? Of course Whoopi Goldberg's a bigot. I- I'm bothered by it. You know how much I want to like Whoopi Goldberg? Her story is absolutely incredible. And for her to do this is nuts. She won't stand up to anybody. She gets into this bigotry. And it continues. Here here comes the clip. Watch the clip. Is this a fight worth having? We didn't pick the fight, Brett. Kamala Harris got on a jet at taxpayer expense and flew to Florida to lie about the African-American history standards that were developed. Understood. Why, why is this important, though? One, well, you, you, you're asked about it a lot, but so you that's can't, what you're saying. No, no, I'm saying it is important. Why? You can't bend the knee to the left's lies. When the left lies and creates these phony narratives, you've got to push back. You know, there's too many of us for you to pull that BS, sir. There's too many of us who actually, you know, those are the lies that you've created. You know, he didn't lie about the standards in uh, Florida. He never uh, lied about the experts who discussed slavery and wrote it regardless of which curriculum you took. That slaves who were able to adapt, slaves who were able uh, to be resilient, survived, and then took some of those skills and applied them to their later life, which is a long, far cry from slavery was good for black people because they learned skills. That's an insane thing to say. That isn't what's being said by the actual experts who are black. Oh, but I get it. They're not really black. Because why should you have a detailed, in-depth conversation about actual history when you could just, you know, brush someone off, write something off, just, you know, easy to dismiss. But Whoopi Goldberg goes part two here. You know, there are special people from time to time that we talk about, you know, who have done amazing things, came out of slavery and were able to break a barrier. That wasn't 99% of folks. 
sir. There are enough black people in your state who could actually teach you what happened because their grandparents and the great grandparents, they spread all these stories for us so we would know. Because y'all weren't writing them in the books. So let's not fool around with this. Because as she said yesterday, Kamala Harris said yesterday, Vice President, by the by, <laughs> said yesterday, why are we re fighting this. This happened. We know it happened. We are the products of what happened. So what are you talking about? Who's lying? No one's lying. That's the point. If you argue that DeSantis is lying, he's not. He wasn't in charge of engaging the curriculum. That was done by experts. The experts aren't lying because they know how to write the, 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 the story, if you will. And the curriculum before that engaged it in the same way. The lie is the idea that DeSantis is trying to erase black history from Florida. That's a lie. So, of course, you should push back on that. My gosh, what else is there but to push back on that? What is this holier than thou? Whoopee. Whippy, you're not one of these people who believes that because you have a characteristic, you have an expertise, are you? You're not one of those people, are you? You're not one of those people who says, I'm Jewish, so therefore I'm an expert on the, on the Holocaust. You're not one of those, are you? Because just because you're Jewish doesn't make you an expert on the Holocaust, and just because you're black doesn't make you an expert on slavery. It can't. That's not the way any of this works. Study would make one an expert. But being, you might have more stories as you discuss. You might have more, you know, a feel for something. You may have heard more about it because by nature it would have come up in in your life more. And we could find plenty of places where we agree about the lack of history that was taught that was that is necessary. As I've often uh, discussed, we need to uh, study in America the good, the great, the bad, and the ugly. We need to study slavery in its totality. Not only just the horror in the United States, the horror around the globe, the horror of the slave trade and all those involved in it, white and black. That's always been my position. But this is where it gets great. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he, it would be, he, he's kind of like, he doesn't want the black vote because he knows he's never going to get it. So, he, you know, he, he says a lot of racist things. This is just one of them. I'm aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, he's all about the anti-woke. Let, let's get the anti-woke, the anti-woke people. means, yeah. you know, whatever black people are talking about, they don't, you shouldn't be listening to what happened. What the history is the history. Right. That's anti-woke. Anti-woke is don't listen to black people. That's enjoy that. Enjoy that, you lunatic. These conversations actually go on. It's kind of stunning. I mean, it's stunning. It is, of course, possible that nothing could help Ron DeSantis, that he doomed his own ship didn't have the right people in the right places, and he's never going to be able to get momentum. All of that money, all of that momentum, all of that name ID, all of the work in Florida, whoop, not going to help him in a presidential run. And yes, as I stated, it is more than possible.
that what works for Trump doesn't work for anybody else. But these arguments coming from the left deserve response. This is madness. This is an intellectual from Whoopi. She doesn't know more because of the color of her skin. What kind of bigotry is that? Can you imagine being somebody who says somebody knows more because of the color of their skin? What kind of KKK nonsense is that? And, oh, let me say uh, for the, for the record, uh, there is, uh, from the political left, more and more KKK nonsense every single day. But when it comes to the um, black history uh, AP classes in high school, et cetera, it, the, the, the curriculum isn't bigoted and didn't engage the idea that slavery was good. It just didn't do that. Just by a sheer reading of it, it didn't do that. Is the topic in and of itself like rough or weird? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give there, sure. But it's a topic addressed by experts, by people in who have studied to them. Whoopi Goldberg decides anything that you want to say that doesn't comport with what she believes must therefore be bigoted. And then she dares say, you ain't from around here, are you? Dear God, ABC is okay with this. So yes, I wonder whether or not the uh, attacks on DeSantis can get to a level that are so great that people will start changing their opinion about DeSantis and be like, if they're attacking him this much, man, there must be something good there. Maybe it doesn't work like that. It only works like that for Trump. Another indictment up another five in the polls. But my God, Whoopi claiming intellect is something special. This this idea that she's putting forward, that everything she doesn't like is bigoted at all times, but somehow she's decent and good. Tell me again your thoughts on the Holocaust. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't do that anymore. And then the rest of the panel on The View, too afraid to say anything. God, man, we need more shows. We really do need more content. I'm Tony Katz. I saw the headline. I couldn't believe the headline. And then I read the headline again and I said, yeah, that's probably possible in today's world your car's seatbelt safety miracle or decapitation nightmare what is the connection between rain and farming the answer may surprise you heroin sex machine guns flamethrowers murder there's no story here we've just found that ratings go up when we say those words it's time for the worst headline of the day Drunk Delta Airlines passenger downs 11 drinks, sexually assaults minor and her mom on nine-hour flight. This according to a lawsuit. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. 
The victims are looking for $2 million. Now, Delta already has a host of issues. Most recently, they were on the tarmac in Vegas and that heat and left people on the plane for like four or five hours. Couldn't use the bathroom. People passed out. Is Delta out of their mind? You bring people back to the gate. What's wrong with you? Anybody who then tells me, well, Tony, you don't understand going back to the gate. Stop. It's Vegas. It's 100 plus degrees out. You're inside a tin can and they're telling you without air conditioning that you can't get off the plane and you can't use a bathroom. You bring people back to the damn gate. What's wrong with you? There is no other answer. So what are we even discussing? Now this. According to the lawsuit, the flight attendants, quote, blatantly ignored, unquote, pleas for help as the male passenger behaved aggressively toward them and escalated into inappropriate touching over a nearly nine-hour flight that left from JFK in New York. They let this guy get off the plane in Greece. They never alerted authorities or U.S. law enforcement about what happened. First, how? Nobody saw anything. No one saw anything. No one did anything. I'll leave that to the side. What is happening on airplanes? What is happening in air travel? I've, I've made uh, a couple of arguments. And one is the problem is the way the airline treats customers and the way the TSA treats customers. They create the adversarial relationship. They create the nastiness. They are nasty to customers. They are not kind, not welcoming, not caring. They could care less. TSA is an abomination. And is what happens when you have monopoly power. They don't have to be responsible to anyone because there's no one to be responsible to. They've got their government job. And since they are abusive and they set up a system by which they can scream at you, And talk down to you. But if you even ask a question in a voice they don't like, they consider it verbal abuse and you can be fine and you miss your flight and this, that, and the other. It's an abusive relationship and it has to end. And anybody running for president should be discussing these things. Yes, it matters that much. But the other part of it is where we are as Americans. What are we doing? And I argue after... Much conversation, observation, talking to others who have uh, certain levels of understanding uh, about specific issues. What if I said that all of America is suffering from an anxiety issue? Everything over the past five years, 10 years, 15 years, not just COVID, has made people so anxious, so nervous, so feeling like everybody's coming after them, so feeling like they have to be on their toes at all times that they've lost all track of being. And pick a society that says anything you do is okay and anybody that tells you otherwise is a bigot. Well, maybe this is what you get. Add that to the anxiety of being in a, in a can flying through the air. Maybe. Maybe it's a mix of these things. I do know this. The no-fly list needs to grow. These people can't be welcomed back on airplanes. Enjoy driving.
This is Tony Katz today. Some people come around and some people don't. And when I say they come around, it's not like they stay there. It's just that it's it's kind of remarkable to hear the conversations that you and I have been having for years. And for others, it's a brand new thing. And it's not because they're of a certain age. It's because they were unwilling to allow the conversation to affect them. And then there's those people who believe that you will fall for any conversation. Those are the people out there saying uh, that uh, Hunter Biden putting Joe Biden on the phone was perfectly normal. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Always good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Don't worry. There's there's a lot more to get to on uh, the, the, the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden insanity. Uh, let's be clear. I- I'm going to keep playing it. This was Joe Biden in his own words. I did not know he was on the board of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Of course he did. Of course he did. It was just a lie. And now everybody realizes uh, that. Well, I shouldn't say they realize. They always knew it was a lie. What they realize now is they have to do something about it. That's why people like the New York Times, I was discussing this, put out, it has long been known that the elder Mr. Biden at times interacted with his son's business partners. Well, I just played you, Joe Biden, in his own words, going back to 2019. I never spoke to anybody, never did anything. It has long been known that the elder Mr. Biden at times interacted with his son's business partners. By the way, how much do you love the elder Mr. Biden? Not President Biden, not then Vice President Biden, the elder Mr. Biden. Oh, he's just a poor old man. By the way, yes, he is just a poor old man. And he shouldn't be president as as I've discussed. We really do have to do something about the whole age conversation in, in, in America. But no, let me, let me give you this right here. I think very few people are going to get into these two subjects today. And I think it's always important, even though the Devin Archer stuff is, is the, the top line story today, we got to get into some of the other things. Did you hear this from the mayor of New York, Eric Adams? Eventually, this was going to come to a neighborhood near you. Having someone embedded is a good start. That that came from the Secretary of Homeland Security. We want to thank him. But I've been very clear on what we need. We need to control the border. We need to call a state of emergency. And we need to properly fund this national crisis. Is that right? No, 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 not the part where uh, it's a crisis at the border, not the part where it needs the proper funding. It was the beginning. Eventually, this was going to come to a neighborhood near you. That's right. Eventually, this is going to come to a neighborhood near you. This is exactly the conversation, man. This is what the people in Martha's Vineyard, and yes, all across the five boroughs of New York, and in Los Angeles, and all across the country, uh, they, they didn't realize. And then people, uh, we, we took these illegal immigrants, and we said, you didn't come to Texas, you came to New York. You came to Kamala Harris's doorstep. There you go. 
And now all of a sudden, people realize what's going on. We have to fund it. We have to treat the border with respect. We have to recognize, recognize that we have an issue. We have to put a stop to this. And yes, it's coming to a neighborhood near you. We've discussed this on the show before. What makes anybody think that their neighborhood is immune? We're not going to see illegal immigrants in Texas brought to St. Louis, brought to Tulsa, uh, brought to uh, Las Cruces. We're not going to see them brought to Portland, Oregon. Of course we are. Of course we are. What are we, nuts? This way, people learn. And maybe instead of having all these illegal immigrants flooding their city and making it impossible to function because of the cost, maybe, just maybe, we will have a federal government that does its job and engages in Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, protecting the nation from invasion. That's how I describe it. No one ever said the invading force had to be looking to butcher you with machetes, did they? Article 4, Section 4. Wait, I'll I'll look it up. Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, shall we? The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. At what moment did it say invasion by an army in uniform carrying machetes? It's exactly my point. It's exactly my point. Of course you can call it an invasion. The people who don't like it, who cares? They want to be political. I want to deal with the subject matter at hand. I want to deal with the fact that as a nation we can't put up with this and that Eric Adams, the Democrat mayor of New York, is absolutely accurate. Eventually this was going to come to a neighborhood near you. Yep. Maybe we should deal with it now and stop thinking it's okay that Texas has to deal with all our problems. Maybe we should stop with that rudeness. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised when Texas and other states say, no, 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 you get to deal with some of this problem. They're not coming to, a te- to Texas. They're coming to America. Here you go. You're part of America, whether you like it or not. It's, it's like Mayor Adams just became aware. Just became aware. He's shocked. Wait till he finds out there's gambling taking place in this establishment. But that wasn't the craziest thing I have heard today. It is the fear factor. George, now to new COVID concern this morning. Now, the number of people testing positive in hospitals appears to be ticking up. Stephanie Ramos is here now with a reality check on what those numbers mean. Good morning, Stephanie. Hey there, Michael. Good morning. These days, it's almost impossible to tell how many COVID cases there really are. The CDC has stopped keeping track, and most people don't report their cases anymore. So the best way to track the virus is counting people who test positive during hospital admissions, and that number while pretty small, is on the rise. According to new numbers from the CDC overnight, COVID hospitalizations have increased 12% in the week ending July 22nd compared to the prior week. But to put that into perspective... Hold hold off on your perspective just for a moment. Is Good Morning America trying to tell me I have to worry about COVID again? 
is Good Morning America now going to tell us COVID is back and you're going to die? Get your masks. No. No, they are not. No, they are not. But to put that into perspective, hospitalizations still remain at record lows. There were a little more than 8,000 weekly hospitalizations. And for comparison, peak Omicron was more than 150,000. Deaths now have not increased, but there could be reporting delays. The federal government is now setting its sights on treating long covid New studies and an office of long COVID research and practices uh, to lead the responsible for uh, to lead people to lead those the reporting numbers for people suffering from the virus. Well, glad you could get that all out. So COVID is back. Be afraid, but it's not actually increased any numbers whatsoever. And the hospitals are totally fine. What what story is this? What is this? Oh, my gosh. What is this? We understand, we understand that COVID is here to stay, that it will pop up in our lives again and again and again and again and again. We understand that we will uh, deal with, with things that come from it. We understand the people who got the vaccine, depending on the vaccine, depending on boosters, et cetera, and depending on their own makeup, uh, may have issues dealing with this for forever. We will study this and hopefully learn from this. This sounds like a bit of fear-mongering because if you were to take a look at the visual, it says GMA, and then underneath it, it has a, a, a little box and then in big, bold, white letters, it says COVID-19. And then the background is black and red. And it literally reads, COVID hospitalizations rise. And then underneath that, still only a fraction from Omicron peak. You said COVID-19, and, and, and you put the scary graphic with it. COVID hospitalizations rise. That's in the lower third there. And then on the screen next to this reporter, it reads COVID on the rise? Question mark. You have Good Morning America trying to scare people into the idea that COVID, like Shady, is back, back again. Tell a friend, guess who's back? Guess who's back? I don't know where the trailer park girls went, but sometimes I don't ask questions. This is what we're doing now? Oh my gosh, I've got Joe Biden clearly doing deals with Hunter Biden or clearly on phone calls or clearly in connection, clearly a part of this. Let's go do some COVID talk, shall we? Well, there's not really a rise in cases. Just put up the graphic. It'll be fine. And Michael Strahan, be sure to sell it now, won't you? Dear goodness. Dear goodness gracious. It's a thing that they did. We all know that COVID's going to come back. We all know they're going to be... Fits and what is it, starts and fits and fits. Whatever the thing is with fits and starts and however it goes. It's like the flu. We know it. Bad flu season. Easier flu season. The flu is going to come and go. We know it. 
We know that RSV for children is going to come and go, respiratory syncytial virus. We know it. And we who are rational people know that COVID is here to stay. And there will be moments of COVID. You, 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 but you now want to engage fear. There's nothing to report. There's nothing to report on. And you give it a whole segment. How many segments? I'm curious because I don't actually know the answer. How many segments did uh, Good Morning America give Devin Archer? Give the fact that Joe Biden is connected with knowing about his son, Hunter Biden's business dealings. I'm, I'm curious. How much time was given? But they can do a segment about COVID. They can do a segment built on scaring you to death. Son of a gun. Guys, COVID's here. And there will be issues for some people going forward with COVID and certainly long COVID and stuff like that. Get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. Maybe other things will come out and you'll be like, okay, it's been years and this has really been tested and I'll take that. Or maybe you'll feel good about taking something else. Or maybe you feel fine about what you already took. Or maybe you'll never take anything and it's all okay. Good Lord. You do what you will. As long as you're not being forced into it, you can study and do what you will. But don't buy into the fear. Don't buy into the fear. That's a crazy thing to do. And shame on any so-called news organization that wants to scare you. I'm Tony Katz.